What's up, guys? It's fucking Monday. How are you? Woo! Long weekend. Long, long weekend. But you know what? I'm glad that the, the week has begun because now I got a full week of nothing but doing this kind of stuff for you. Because that's what I do best is talk music, talk mental health, and talk life. And that's what we're going to do today. So let's just, you know what? Let's not even get into all that stuff because we got an intro to roll. So, you know what? Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Suck It. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck are you doing today on this beautiful July 12th of the year that is 2021? I am on location this week, all, all week long, because I am in Pennsylvania visiting my girlfriend because I needed to get a hell out of D.C. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. So how are you, how is you guys? How are your guys' weekend? You guys looking forward to your week? I hope you are because I know I am because I got a fun-filled, action-packed week um, coming at you this week because took some time off last week to kind of regroup and refocus and this week is going to be a banger. So stay tuned for the excitement. So today, I have an awesome guest with me today. Um, he is a rap artist who just released a new album, um, and it's got a couple interesting songs on there that I want to talk to about specifically, and we'll get into all of that. And he's also up for a Binge TV Award, which we'll talk about as well. We've been talking about that for a while, so we'll go into that as well. So you know what? Without any further ado, let's just get right into it with the man known as Grizzy Winter. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Happy to be on the podcast, man. I definitely like appreciate the love and the the, the, the opportunity and stuff. Sorry, it's a little uh, so shady in the house right here. Let me, let me just put on some lights and everything. That's okay. All right, there we go. I'm not in my okay. usual space, so I don't have all my extra lighting and my background yeah. and all that other stuff. And I might have a slight echo in my mic, but yeah, you know, it, it happens. It happens. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. How's Pennsylvania? Oh, dude, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, I, my girlfriend lives in the mountains, and that's where we're at right now. It's just it's just fucking beautiful up here. Oh yeah, I, I understand that. I'm in I'm in Canada right now. Actually, I'm on the west coast of Canada, like Vancouver. So it's like literally like mountain ranges. It's like the weirdest place in like the world. Like there's like mountain ranges, beaches, and like sand dunes all in the same place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense, but it's. It's all in the same place, and it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh my god, look at this this beautiful mountain range. Why is there a sand pit over there? I don't understand what the hell. 
Why is there a desert in the middle of, of Canada? Yeah, this is, this. See, I, I was I didn't even know that there was desert in Canada. So you know, you just yeah. something right there. Yeah, people people get people get like weird about it. It's like it's like Canada's own like mountain and snow. I'm like, no, nah, no, 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 no. We have we have beaches, we have like lush forestry, and we also have like desert areas, right? Like we're like it's it's just like a little like up north going up north a little bit more it's like as the summers hits up comes around uh because obviously it rains a lot but when the summer comes around all, all the the wet sand dries and it's just desert oh wow yeah that's interesting i didn't know that yeah that's pretty cool yeah they show that's why the, a lot of uh tv shows and movies get filmed here because they can use literally the entire city as like a different part of the world basically that's, right? yeah that's true i mean that vancouver is that, yeah, that's become like the new Hollywood. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it really is. You should see the some of the way that some of the people out out here. You think it was Hollywood? I'm telling you that yeah. much. Well, it's also cheaper to shoot up there too. Yeah, there's there's a massive tax break and stuff for uh, out of town uh, shoots and stuff. They don't really have it for for locals, but yeah, for out of town stuff, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, man, um, you just released the album Illuminate. Yes. And um, here's the thing. So I am not a a rap guy. Okay. Right. Never have been, never will be. And that's just not me. So I don't, I don't, I don't beat around the bush with that. However, what I do is I still listen to the entire album. I'm going to talk to you about, and I find something to grasp onto. And obviously with what I said earlier, you know, the one song that I grasped onto the most on this album was PTSD. Mm, okay. Um, so that song hit a little bit differently for me. Um, right. Because I suffer from PTSD. I'm also bipolar and I suffer from generalized anxiety disorder. So my brain is all types of fucked. Um, right. Right. So I relate. I get it. When I hear stuff like that, um, it does a couple of different things. Number one, it allows me to relate to you on another level. Right. But it also lets me know that, you know, there's more people out there like me that are right. trying to be positive, entertaining influences in the mental health community. Right. And over the last few years, um, in the metal world, you know, there's been a bunch that people that have come forward in this um, speaking out for mental health. However, I haven't seen it much in the rap and pop world. So when I see it, when I see it on your side of the genre, I get really, really stoked. And Mm. so before we go any further in this conversation, I do want to say thank you because we need more people like you um, talking about this kind of stuff because Especially now with COVID and the, you know, people, you know, mental health, you know, rises on the, it's on the rise. It's suicides on the rise. There's so much stuff going on and not enough people are talking about it. So, so thank you for that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, Yeah. I I suffered from PTSD for a while. I think, I think, I think basically just, considering like what a lot of rap artists tend to rap about, especially like American artists, which is a lot of like, you know, gang violence and stuff, right? Like, how do you not have PTSD? 
right? Like, That's I, what I'm saying. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, how do you not? Because even, you know, with the history that I had, you know, like, because I, I fell into the trap as well for a bit, for a couple of years there. Uh, well, basically my, basically my whole 20s, I was just like, I, you know, acting wild or whatever. Like, a lot of that stuff, like, sits with you, you know what I'm saying? And I found when I uh, wrote that song, um, like, I... I got inspiration from having a, like an actual a serious PTSD attack on like one of the worst ones where like my body's like physically reacting and stuff. And I couldn't, I couldn't like control it. And I would just in my head, I guess when I wrote it, I was kind of like, how do I make this song physically convey, like how do I verbally convey what a PTSD attack feels like? Mm. Right. And uh, in a way that's like, like challenging myself like lyrically and also like actually kind of like using it to explain like this feeling it's it's all, all, all encompassing it's terrible um and with covid and everything else too like besides you know the beautiful mountain ranges or whatever like vancouver also has like the worst drug problem under the entire country pretty much like uh, it's a lot like la in that way where like everybody moves who has, you know, addition or whatever those issues ends up moving out to the coast because it's warmer here and then whatever, whatever. So literally as the pandemic hit, there was like 200 overdoses a month per year. Holy shit. Right. So like upwards of like 1500 people probably died from uh, drug overdoses uh, last year. And, and it's, and it's a number that's steadily growing here. Like this, like growing up, like I grew up between here and I and the states and stuff. But whereas here, it's just like as I've gotten older, like a lot of people I know have got have fallen into addiction to the point where they're living on like our version of Skid Row, which is like East Hastings, like downtown East Side is what we call it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a ma- it's like a massive area where it's just, just like sorrow. It's just sadness. It's just like just drug addiction and uh prostitution and like all this sort of shit and like nothing gets done about it and so even not just talking about myself when i wrote that song but just seeing that because I, I also work in like the social work field as well like seeing this effect on people constantly i just felt like if i was gonna do something because a lot of the songs on the album i felt like were kind of just like ways to deal with certain things like certain traumas and certain things or whatever so mm-hmm. with ptsd especially like i really wanted to to not just make it about my experience but like make it like a generalization so everybody can understand what that feels like right because like ptsd comes from can come from anything but usually yep. you know if you've been through some pretty extreme things in your life like it leaves a, a lasting effect on you and that song as one of my favorites too, because when I listen back to it, I'm like, damn, like this, like, even if I had never heard it, I had knew what a PTSD like was before. Like when I listen to it now, I'm like, damn, that, that sounds rough. Yeah. So I appreciate the fact that, you know, it's kind of getting the, it's reaching people the way it is. And that's, that's really good for me. I really, I really appreciate that. Uh, and then plus to find out now that you're saying it, you know, that you also work in social work. That's yeah. dude, dude, you are, Dude, I want to fly to Vancouver just to give you a fucking hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what? It's you know what? I got I got I got into it because I, I got into it like I, I like I do business here on the side as well, but 
I got into it because like generally for like just my soul, I was just like, I just need to be able to at least say I help somebody at least a little bit. Mm. Like I understand it's a little harder being and working within the system because it's like there's a lot of just so many roadblocks in the system to prevent actually helping anybody. Of course. You know what I mean? Same here. So yeah, right. So I just for me it's just like as long as I can like try to um make a difference somewhere, then like say, you know, a couple of years down the road, if I, I decided like it's too much or I, I need to switch up, at least I could be like, at least I try to do my part kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Oh, and that's admirable as hell, dude. So good on you, bro. Um, Thank you. You know, the thing about it is, you know, everything you just said, you know, is 100% right. You know, other rappers that have, you know, gotten into the gang violence and, you know, grew up on the streets and drugs and all this other stuff. It's, you know, and they talk about all that stuff openly. But then they right. don't talk about the mental side effects after the fact. And, exactly. And you're 100% right. They don't. And, and some have, you know, but I'm not that, you know, because to say that they haven't is, you know, probably asinine. But, you know, right. the amount of people that are and the fact that, you know, I work on the music side of the business. I am on the opposite side of the music business from where you're at. So I have to right. constantly be entrenched in the music business as far as, you know, knowing the ins and outs of what you guys go through, knowing the ins and outs of what band is coming out with this or what artist is coming out with that or what tour is going on. So I hear a lot of things and I don't hear much of that, like I said, from the pop, you know, yeah, even the pop side, because they have to be, you know, speaking happy all the time or the rap side, right. you know, because um, because I'm on the rap side again. And I'm not trying to generalize anything, but, you know, it's like if you're not hard, if you're not, you know, street tough, then you're you have no street cred and your music sucks. If I basically I, that's how I feel. And I might be completely wrong. So for right. someone to come out and speak out against, you know, hey, I watched my brothers die on the streets from a gang war and now I have PTSD from it makes you soft some right. fucking how, which I think is ridiculous. Right. You know, I was in an abusive marriage where I was beaten for three years. Um, so that's how I suffer my, you know, you know, that's where my PTSD comes from, but I don't, I'm not ashamed to have been beaten by a woman for three years because what, what's the shame in that? I was abused. It doesn't matter if it was a man or a fucking woman. I was abused in my relationship. I was a victim of domestic violence and that right. happens. So why should I be ashamed of that too? You know, I speak out against it. Um, and the right. same thing with everybody else. If you ever have these issues, speak out. There's nothing right. wrong with it. There's nothing with shame. I don't care if it's bipolar, PTSD, anxiety, you know, schizophrenia. Speak out. Right. I agree with that. I think whatever you might you might be you might be suffering from or might be going through, like it it doesn't help your case if you never say anything. Correct. I find like I find that a lot of people, especially in like the entertainment world, get put in these positions where that because their career might be affected, they'll let really terrible shit slide because they want, you know, it's like the end goal is bigger than like the discomfort they might feel right now, Correct. which, you know, like, you know, to each their own. Right. But I think there's something to be said is like knowing a limit, you know, like there's the, there's a lotto thing up here and the, the tagline is know your limit, play with it. Same thing with, with that. It's like, if you, if there, if like there are certain things that you have to be understand, if you're comfortable with, you're uncomfortable with. When your line is crossed, you have to, you can't just let, you can't just let it go. No, you, you can't. just got you. You have, you should say something, right? Like, 
Uh, I'm very, I was very sad, sorry to hear that you went through that, but it's, it is a reality of a lot of people that they're going through like these abusive relationships or they were put in like dangerous situations that like mess them up pretty bad and then don't know how to talk about it. And, um, you know, like a lot of artists I know from around here and like, you know, like even like, you know, the little like Seattle and different things. Their, their, their mentality has changed in that scene, in the scene somewhat. Like, you still have people who are like the mainstream sense to put forward, which is like the, like, you gotta be hard, street cred, whatever. But then if you talk to like most underground artists, like, there's a different kind of vibe. Like, people are trying to not, trying to speak on everything instead of just speaking in these generalizations because at the end of the day, like, everybody listens to everything, right? So, like, even if, somebody doesn't listen to my song, someone will, if someone says makes a similar song about something else, somebody else will hear that and be like, damn, it's not just them, it's me too, right? Correct. I think that's the most important thing right now because uh, like you said, mental health is like a huge thing right now. And a lot of people are suffering with a lot of things like COVID, like the world is opening up right now. That's fine, that's great. But like a lot of people already died. A lot of people are still afraid. A lot of people still don't know how to make um, like, uh, solid relationships with other people because they're afraid of because uh, they have like trauma from past experiences right mm -hmm. and that's uh and that and that's something that people need to address a little bit more because at this point um and like in our human history right now that we're living in like if we're not trying to to address these things then we're just passing down all this uh negative emotions to like the next generation which is our, which was passed on to us and i think like the mentality I think of a lot of the youth right now is just to to stop passing down bullshit when you don't have to. You know what I mean? Exactly, and that's why I do the show this the show the way I do it because it's about the music, it's about the artistry, but at the same time, it's about the mental health of it all. I love the you, the tagline where mental health and music meet. This is where this is my show, um, yeah. and because I want people to know. That even though that these people, you know, I've had gigantic artists on my show that tour the world all the time and are lucky enough to be sole music providers. And I've had, you know, people like you that have that do music and, you know, work a day job. And I want everyone to know that no matter what, everybody's the same. You know what I'm saying? Everyone right. has passions. Everyone has this. Everyone has that. But at the same time, there's people that don't want to wake up in the morning. There's people that don't want to go to bed at night. There's people that, you know, wish that they don't wake up. And there's so many other things that happen. And I want everyone to know that we're all the fucking same. And you're not alone in your daily life. Never be afraid to speak out about it. Never be afraid of the stigma surrounding, oh, I don't want people to think I'm fucking crazy. Guess what? You fucking are crazy. But that's okay. Because I'm crazy too. You know, it's there's nothing wrong with that. Don't allow that stuff to get in your way. Just be you. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I think I think what people tend to, like, feel is that, like, once you... Um, the fear of, like, looking a certain way to people who don't matter is, like, a, is an innate fear that's, like, kind of put on us, put on us by society, right? Yep. Um, I... I have the, I was a long time ago when I got, you know, when I was younger, I, I really I did this thing mentally where I just stopped giving a shit what people thought about me. Or I, at least I, I really like trained myself to stop doing that because it's like, I was, I was sick and tired of getting looked at a certain way or like treated a certain way, even if I hadn't done anything. And like, 
my, you know, growing up, like I was always told by like my mom or whatever, that I always had to be like a certain type of person or things that wouldn't work out or like, you know, I had to be, I had to be more cautious, I had to do things twice as good and whatever. And like, you know, the, that whole thing that I want to get into. And I, after a while, I was like, I'm sick and tired of trying to do this. I'm sick and tired of trying to make myself be someone else for people who don't care about me. If I'm just going to be me, if I'm going to live, if I'm going to live a happy life, I'm just going to be me and live my happy life. I don't need to, to sit here and try and like, um, change who I am to appease people that don't care about me tomorrow. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And, exactly. and I think, and I think that, that there's so much freedom in that. And I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out what it is. And it's like, I feel like we were getting into a positive place with it, but you know, with like, the cancel culture and everything else we're kind of like redoing that whole thing where you have to act a certain way to do certain things right and it's really it's, it's I think a hard that's more it's harmful a, yeah i do i, I, and I, that's I do I. I i think that's more harmful why should we have to worry about being canceled all the fucking time why should we have exactly. to worry about what a troll on the fucking internet is gonna say what why do we exactly. have to worry about some asshole that we're never gonna see again or give a shit about us why do we have to care about them? And I think exactly. you just hit the nail on the head with that. Why should we even have to think about that? Exactly. We should be able to con subconsciously, unconsciously walk around, be ourselves, and not have to worry about the consequences. Now, if you're unconsciously a fucking prick and you know just a straight up just asshole in the world around you, then yeah, you deserve that. But if you're not. You know, what does it fucking matter? And all it does is bring us down a little bit more. Exactly. I agree. That's how I feel. I feel like we're what we're doing to ourselves, like what this is, all all of this is happening is like overcorrection. Like I started seeing like people comfort people for like oh not just old tweets, but like old songs. Like I heard somebody like like this trying to it was recently it was like something like I don't know if it's something that like Nas said like ten years ago. Somebody was like, Nas said this, but then he but he's like, da, 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 and it's something about his divorce or whatever. And I was just like, but that's his personal life and his song. Why you give a shit about his, what he said? It's a song, bro. Like the whole point of music is freedom of expression and to say something, how you, how you need to say it. So it's good for you. You can't police what I'm saying to make yourself feel comfortable. I don't care exactly. how you feel. You don't have to listen to my music. I had somebody um actually off one of the songs i did it was called fantastic lies and that song was uh basically about a girl that i like it was the experience about a, of a girl being in like the sex trade or whatever right and that's some that, that comes from somebody i've known personally right like somebody i was in a relationship with or whatever and just like that, that seeing that and like putting that into thing and i had uh recently i had some i i, I had somebody like hit me up and like say like how like how how dare i try and make a song about that experience not being a woman i'm like i lived the experience with this person i saw them do this shit you know what i'm saying it wasn't like i just came out and like brought it out of my ass it's like i seen them do this shit. On, on, on top of that i saw several other people many other people because and out here get into that same situation i'm not mm -hmm. speaking on like i'm doing it like uh like i don't know what i'm talking about like i'm doing it from the perspective of like I just people I know who like told me their experiences. They add, we talked about it. I even asked them, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I use this part and this this thing and they make a reference to it? And they're like, cool, right? So like, I feel what happens is everybody gets offended or triggered by certain things, and then instead of like taking responsibility, they realize that they get 
why they get triggered, they put it on other people like it's their fault. Like they're supposed to know that that would hurt them. Correct. Which yeah. is, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, that doesn't form growth or change. All it does is like put us in a box where we're just pulling fingers at each other instead of trying to work on ourselves to better ourselves kind of thing. Yeah, that whole bullshit about, you know, a tweet from 10 years ago and then, oh, we're going to cancel them because of that. Um, okay. So they're, they're not allowed to grow in the last 10 years? Right, you know, like, right, like we're not. <laughs> right, like we're no. The person you are, the person you are from the time you were born is who you're always going to be. Like exactly. that's not how that works, right? Like, uh, there's a there's a general um, science thing where it says every seven years you change. So from the time you're one to seven, you're different. From the time you're seven to fourteen, you're different. By the time you're um, fourteen to twenty-one, you're different, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Every seven years, your brain changes and you become a different person because you are forced to adapt. It's natural evolution. So those the same like dumb uh, things, something you would have said in high school or the same ignorant like or some ignorant thought you might have had in high school, you definitely won't have by the time you're 21 and you de- definitely won't have by the time you're 28. Correct. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So those just not scientifically like we're not the same person. And so if there are people who choose to stay the same, that's because they don't want to grow because they fear growth in themselves because they're comfortable with whoever they are right now. And that, and those people usually end up stagnant and like trying to like recreate the same um, situation that they made them very happy at a certain point in time. And so trying to realize that they're like, like life is different and they have to move on. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of like the unfortunate thing about society. Like I really, like that whole the album for me, I made that. I've been working on that album for like two, three years, and it was about a specific point in my life where I was going through a massive shift in my thinking, from all being selfish and thinking selfishly all about like what I wanted to thinking more about other people and like trying to be a better version of myself. And I found that when like while working on it and you know the COVID thing like messed up the whole release of the whole thing because I was planning a tour and everything else. I just like, I it helped me. It, like what ended up happening is I ended up feeling like I was stuck in that moment still. You know what I mean? Like in that moment of like where I was creating the album and like it felt like I couldn't move forward from it. And the minute I let it out and put it out, it felt like all that stuff that had that made up all the songs, all those experiences, good or bad. Now that that's, it's behind me now. So now I can move forward. And I feel like if people take that same approach to like how people get triggered, it would make like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just, just put this, put, just put it, just put it somewhere and then like release it and then let it go. Then everything would be a little better, but I, I'm not a politician. I just talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I feel you. Yeah. Um, dude, you are, you are a badass, and I appreciate, you know, the things that you're saying and doing. Because that is a good, you know, you're a good person, dude. You're 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 pretty awesome. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that, man. You're pretty dope, too. <laughs> I, dude, I appreciate that. Um, so, July 29th, um, about 17 days from today, you are up for a Binge TV Award. Yes. How are you feeling about that? Honestly... I, I'm I'm kind of hyped. I'm like really trying to figure. I'm like really like crossing my fingers because like up here with the the travel restrictions up in Canada are insane. Like it's yeah. it's a process just trying to leave the country right now. 
Like, holy. Like, I'm just like, yo. Like, I just, like, I had to get, uh, shout out to Ditch, the, the label, or the guy who, uh, the label owner of um, Hood, Hood, uh, Hood and Associates. He had to send a whole letter that I have to now send to, like, uh, give to the passport office so, so they can, like, let me go. And then I have to get through, and then I have to do, like, COVID. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole process, fam. And honestly, like, I'm just like, just let me go, fam. Like, this is, I just need to get out of here for a bit. And, like, it's my first, like, my first, like, I won award shows, but this is the first one I've been nominated at. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let me, I need to do this. Actually, um, this is kind of like a weird story, but so the day I found out that I got nominated, um, my aunt passed away. Oh, sorry to hear that. And yeah, so she was, she was basically like my mom. And she, so she passed away. And then like, so that happened the night before, the day before. And then literally just called me the next day and was like, hey, bro, you got like nominated for a thing. And I was just like, wow, I don't know how to feel about this right now. Right. But I feel like, I feel like me getting nominated for the award is kind of like her way of like being like, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like this nomination for this, for the, the international artist um, at the Ben TV, it, it actually means a lot because it's it came at like the one of the, the, the worst times I could probably think of in my recent memory, and right the day after she passed away, and like it's hard not to see signs. I'm not the kind of person who like who's just like that's a sign, that's a sign, astrology. Like no, nah. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I'm like that's me. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I try I try to be as objective as possible, but I still like I still there's still things I believe in it. I believe when it comes to that, but like having that happen right after that, I'm like, this means a lot. I need to show up. I need to be there because it's there's no other way that like I don't feel like there's no she wouldn't have set that up some way. Like put it in the stars, it's like, hey, if I'm going, just hook my hook my nephew up so he can he can, you know he didn't know that I'm around kind of thing. And I, I'm very appreciative of the award. I can't wait to go to LA. I haven't, I haven't been to LA. I, at least I, if I have, I don't remember it. Mm. Um, so it, for me, it's, it's really like, it's a really dope thing to feel recognized, especially after, you know, putting out the album and doing all this stuff and all this promotion and all these things I've done for the last little bit. I'm like, it just feels good to be recognized for something I worked so hard at. And I've been working hard at music for a bit. I've been trying to create, like, uh, help create, like, recreate the community, the music community here, because I feel like what happened was we got gentrified so quickly that, like, a lot of the the soul out of the city got killed. And, like, I just want to, if I do win, I want to just take that, bring it back here and be like, look, guys, like, we can do whatever the fuck we want here. We just got to keep pushing. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, you know, it's inspiration is what I'm trying to inspire. Yeah. And I wish I could um, be out there with you guys on the 29th, but unfortunately I got some other obligations I got to be a part of that um, the day before. So I can't make it out, but, um, right. but you know, I'm, I'm nominated as well for podcast of the year. So I'm kind of excited nice. about that. see what happens with that. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely feel you on that level. It's a, uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. And it, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing. What ditch is doing um, and sugar is doing for, um, you know, for the independent, you know, community, the indie artist community. So, you know, good yeah. on them. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's a really cool thing. We don't see a lot of that. Uh, we don't see the indie artists and the indie musicians getting the recognition they deserve. And, um, 
I'm glad somebody's actually stepping up and, you know, doing that this time. So good on him for that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely appreciate it a lot because as an independent artist, like it, it, it gets harder to stay motivated sometimes because it always feels like if you don't like sell out or sign with like this people or this person or whatever, then you don't, nobody really cares. Yep. Kind of thing. And that shouldn't be the way because it's like, a lot of them, the move with, I've seen with us all as like musicians go right now is a lot of more people are doing independent because they are, people are wising up to the, to the hustle of the, the music industry, right? Like, you know, you sign this record deal, you only get paid like 2% of what you're actually worth. And then they like kick you on the curb and then you have to pay them back like a bank. Yeah. Even some of the bigger artists are going independent, you know, too. Uh-oh. I lost him. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna sing my my technical difficulty song. Do, 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 do. Oh wait, no, that's the wrong one. That'll get me sued. Okay, there we go. There, <laughs> there we, go. There we are. <laughs> um, there we go. But no, back to what you were saying though. Like, um, yeah, as far as like the indie route goes, there's a lot of bigger artists too, like some of the main, main, mainstream artists that are saying, saying fuck labels, let's just do it on our own. Um, yeah. Like I even know like one of my favorite bands of all time, one of the biggest metal band probably right now in history, um, Slipknot, they're putting out one more album with their, their label and then they're going independent. So yeah. even like bands like that, you know, obviously they have a lot of money themselves that they can do that with. But even then... Right. It doesn't take a whole... All it takes is one person to believe in you on the indie side to get you where you need to be. Exactly. That's all it really takes. And honestly, it's just like you just believe in what you're doing and like you keep pushing yourself to like to be better every time. Like it's a lot better to be creatively... If you have... If you can build your own little team and then like you can focus on like how you want your sound to sound instead of like a label trying to get the most generic sound out of you and then like that pre-pushes your sound right because it it stifles creativity and yeah that's what sells but it also stifles your creativity and makes you that's why a lot of like musicians and artists and stuff end up having like mental health issues drug problems whatever because it's like that thing that music is usually that thing that makes you feel normal it gives you like a sense of self if you feel like there's and then when somebody starts telling you like you're only allowed to be this version of yourself. Like it, it's got to mess with your mental health, right? Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And, and I think if nothing else, you know, over the last 35 minutes we've been talking, you know, the whole idea behind, you know, this, you know, was just be yourself, be who you want to be, be overall, uh-huh. you know, be that person that you are happy with every day. And exactly. the moment you're not happy, Change it up, but be you. Don't be what everybody else wants you to be. Be you. And and I think, exactly. you know, whether that's a rap artist, a comedian, a computer tech, or a fucking, you know, you know, Burger King burger flipper. I don't care what you are. If that makes you happy and that's who you are, fucking do it and don't let anybody else stand in your way. Hey, man, I agree with that. I feel like... I feel like we need to recapture what individuality actually is and not what the idea of individuality is. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like this whole, all of all of what we've I've seen over the last little bit is like everybody and all this infighting and all this bullshit. It's like, no, just 
whatever you think for yourself, that's that's you. Don't let other people like don't let other people's opinions or like belief systems or whatever influence how you feel about something. If you like something, you like something. If you like something. If you don't like something, you don't like something. Just just own it. Don't be afraid to own it. And like if people get offended, don't want to be your friend friends in the first place. Exactly. Dude, I couldn't have said it better myself. Dude, you are a badass, and I wish you nothing but the best, dude. Um, I cannot wait to see what you do next. I hope that you uh, definitely win uh, um, international. You're, you got my vote for international artist of the year. Uh, sorry to everybody Appreciate else. That. Sorry to everybody else that I may or may not talk to in, in that category. <laughs> but, uh, Grizzly's got my vote. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Let's get let's get a couple more of those going so I can keep it up. But uh, no, in all seriousness, dude, um, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate what you do for your community, and um, just dude, just keep your head up, and things are gonna happen for you. Appreciate that, fam. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Derek. No problem, brother. Um, and guys, go ahead and um, check out all of his socials down below. Check out the new album, Illuminate. Um, available everywhere now. Um, that you get your music, but click on the links below to get a direct link to it. Um, and check out the Binge TV Awards July 29th, live on Binge TV. And um, again, thank you very much, brother. All right, man. Thank you. No problem, man. For everybody yeah. else, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your fucking day. Stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace. That's great, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. That was awesome. Thank you. Definitely. Anytime, um, anytime you got, uh, you want me to come back on the show or whatever, I'm, I'm 100% down, man. I'd love to.